Welcome to Pep Talk for Writers. I'm Nick Jaina. You know, this is more than just a pep talk. It's uh, it's a time where we can just have some special time together. <sighs> Quiet out the world. Get still. Take a breath. And focus. You can write to me at peptalkforwriters at gmail.com if you have questions or anything you want me to discuss on here. This is our time. This is our space. It's, it's safe here. I wanted to talk today about uh, treating writing like a relationship. This concept, and I remember them saying this in, a, in one of my workshops one day, in going around and asking people, how do you carve out time for writing? How do you build a routine? How do you make writing a habit? And Olivia said, treat it like a relationship. Treat it like you're dating someone and you're showing up and you're proving yourself trustworthy. And I think that's really important to not just think of it as this one-way thing where you're thinking, what has writing done for me lately? It's just ruined my life or it's... Uh, <laughs> it's a pain or it's a burden or why do I have to do it? Why did, why did my third grade teacher tell me I was good at writing and it set me on this course of being a goddamn writer my whole life? Instead, we can think, wow, what an honor, what a privilege. I get this opportunity to contact this mysterious realm that nobody understands where ideas come from or why or, or when. And maybe similar to new love in our lives, we just, the best thing is to be respectful of it and to be patient and to just listen above all and to build trust. Maybe it's like a crow we're trying to befriend and we just kind of walk past the crow and make distinctive sounds so the crow becomes familiar with us and then we start leaving out peanuts for the crow and just prove ourselves trustworthy. I think we need to prove ourselves trustworthy to writing. If you think of writing as in the realm of the spirits, in a similar place that we can't see, a different dimension maybe. Just think about if you were a muse, if you were a spirit, where would you feel comfortable to go visit? Would you go visit somebody who was impatient, who set up a time to write and then got distracted, who didn't put in the work, who complained about it all the time? Or would you visit the person who was there waiting at 10 a.m. every morning, uh, pencil sharpened, <laughs> incense burning, calm, receptive, listening. You know, what, if, you, if, the, if the tables were turned, like what, what would attract you and what would build your trust if you were an idea, if you were the muse? I think if that were me, I'd want to go somewhere that felt safe, that felt that I would be listened to. Um, when I say it's an honor to write, it's it's because we have a physical form and we literally have this time in the terrestrial world where we can write. And it's it really is an honor. And you get to do it. And I feel like that every time. I mean, I get frustrated with it too. And I get tired and, and, and short, curt with it. I snap at writing. What's wrong with you? I don't want to think about my childhood today. <sighs> but... I reset myself and I tell, uh, I remind myself that it's an honor and it's something that I need to live up to um, rather than something that needs to catch up with me or something that needs to wave me down and get my attention with road flares. 
I need to prove myself to writing. I need to prove myself to the realm of creativity. Um, not through talent, not through cleverness, just through showing up and trying. I've had a lot of writers of different levels in the workshops that I teach, and it's, I've found that there's really no hierarchy for me of you know, the difference between somebody who says they haven't written anything in 20 years and somebody who has a graduate degree in writing um, I'm, I'm often just as blown away by the person who is finally writing something, a creative piece for the first time in their life and is breaking through. I find that just as, as captivating, compelling as somebody who knows all the steps to do it and, and, and has, has it all figured out. You know, that potential is there for everybody and it takes showing up and, and being humble, I think. So proving yourself to writing to me just means listening. So for a writing exercise, a lot of times I will start the day by opening up a new document in my computer or turning to a blank page in my notebook and writing a simple dialogue exercise where I don't even necessarily know who's talking or what the situation is, but I just allow myself to listen. This is a lot like channeling. I allow myself to listen and allow the conversation to unfold and the only rule that I give myself is I'm only writing the words inside the quotations. There is no he said, there's no um, they remarked as they poured a cup of coffee. There's no action tags, there's no description of the scene. Just jump into the conversation right away. And what this allows me to do is to let go of the feeling that everything I write needs to be eloquent and present some new idea and be ready for publication. Um, because if you think of how almost every conversation ever in the real world starts, it usually starts haltingly and tentatively and people are feeling each other out. They say, hey, hey, what's up? Oh, nothing. Nothing? I mean, too much, a lot. What's up? Well, you don't want to hear it. I do want to hear it. You know, <laughs> you're, you're pinging points off each other to find a central location where you can connect. It's, it's a thing that you think as a one person writing that you don't have that uh, capability to do. But I find it so important with dialogue writing and also just, um, you know, a lot of people think of dialogue writing as the, the end of a process of I'll write this whole story, I'll have characters, and at the very end I'll insert, you know, these things that they say. And a lot of people have trouble with that because they're like, ah, oh, it sounds so stiff, it sounds like I'm just inserting monologues into people's mouths. I use dialogue at the beginning before I even know who a character is, before I even know what I'm writing about, before I even know what the tension is. I find all those things through dialogue, and I find it through listening, listening on the page. It's not a mode that we normally think of with writing, but you can sit there and be receptive, show up for this relationship, and listen. So I will start just writing a conversation, and I'll just... Um, ping back and forth really quickly and then I'll ask a question like a, a sincere question the way you would ask a question if you met someone you know at a party or something and you wanted to 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 go deeper with the conversation the same types of things apply what would you ask um, what are you afraid of or what do you think happens when we die or <laughs> what, what are you excited about what do you dream about you know whatever questions get you somewhere deeper. I'll ask those in this dialogue and then I'll just go immediately to the answer and start writing it. And I won't sit and 
agonize over it. I'll just answer intuitively. To me, that is always a way that I can be writing on the days when I feel unsure or, or just sort of blank or whatever those those days are, which happen a lot. I'll just start a new document and start writing dialogue. Sometimes just for like 10 minutes or something and just see what happens, see where it leads. And the dialogue will point to things that are happening in the subtext. Um, you'll learn where they are and what they're doing. You'll learn the relationships between the people. You'll learn if they're angry. You'll learn what's unsaid. So much comes out uh, just from dialogue. And I think it's um, important to remember that it's a tool. It's not just a, a garnish at the end of writing. For me, it's a tool at the very beginning. This is how I create characters. This is how I... Um, go deeper with the situation. If it's if it's memoir, if it's personal writing, it's having conversations with people that maybe you can't have a real conversation with because they're dead or because the bridges are burned, but you can understand something and it's not selfish and it's not... Um, you, you have a right to do this. You, you have a right to have a conversation and as long as you completely empathize with that other side and you're not just writing it as a as a straw man, you're writing it um, as a way of understanding. You have a right to do that. You can do that. I give you permission. <laughs> so, yeah, when you write today, just think of that. Just think of writing a dialogue, only the things in the quotes, back and forth, get into the rhythm of the dialogue. More importantly than uh, clever ideas or what is said is just the bouncing back and forth and finding a center point outside of either side. <sighs> Take a breath. <clears throat> remember that this is an honor to write it's a privilege it's a special thing that we only get to do for this short amount of time and I will play you some instrumental music I'm going to play guitar today <laughs> 